walking down the street, and mm-hmm. uh, normally I give some of my leftovers and uh, from the pizza lounge to the guy over where the new whiskey bar is going in. But uh, instead, I found our new guest for this week. Turns out he is a local filmmaker, comedian, and actually pretty good looking once you get past that dirty exterior. <laughs> So uh, worst intro <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'm down. It was a joke. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of I'll Have a Double. That's right. The podcast. <laughs> I'm Juan B. And I'm Jared. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Just jump. You're very excited. I, this is what happens when we, we, we skip a week. You just come all... Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and I shit. Just, I just figured you had your rhythm going in, and I was going to come in as a side hype man, just on the upbeat and go. And that's right. Uh, okay. Well, you, I say it first, and then you, you say that's right. You say that's right to what I said. Yeah. You don't say that's right while I'm in the middle of saying it, because how do you know it's right? Because I ain't done talking yet. It's the hype man part, man. Hmm. You have been a hype man before, have you? I. No, you haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Great to be back, man. I know. We uh, we took a week off, which was uh, very much needed and deserved Yeah, uh, for several reasons. I, I relocated another part of the city. Uh, you, you went out of the uh, our region for a bit up to the northeast. Yep. I had to do my daily, well, I'm sorry, my monthly New York trip. Oh, that just, uh, it's got to suck. Yeah, I mean, you know, got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But uh, you move, man. It's, usually moving is the biggest whipping in the world, so well, how yeah. did it go? Moving is one of the top five most stressful activities you will experience in your life. Especially doing it in the summer. Yeah. But uh, so for those of you listeners out there that, that weren't aware, I was living next door to and still shared a wall with my uh, uh, ex, the <laughs> Satan or whatever you want to call succubus. That, the succubus, honestly, that whole experience. So uh, I spent an extra three months there sharing the same uh, air and a. Uh, yeah, I, I was telling Juan, it's kind of like, you know, just living in Chernobyl yeah. uh, kind of thing. It's just a radioactive, just uh, kind of, yes. So, moved out of there, so happy, mm-hmm. and uh, just doing so much better. So, that's the the big update for me from Pic- last week. Picture picture um, Hancock. You remember when, yeah. when Hancock was got near Charlize Theron? Like, he lost his powers, and everything was all discombobulated, but then the further he got away from her, yeah. all of a sudden he got stronger and stronger, and he just took off. That's yep. you. So you you had to get on the other side of um, like Canton. <laughs> you, had to, you had to get stronger. You had to get on the other side of, of commerce, and you had to like and you got stronger, and then you you hit Munger, and and then you got stronger and stronger, and then you got on the other side of I thirty and stronger and stronger, and then you flew away, and now you're Hancock again. I like that. Yeah. I mean, either way, I'm Will Smith. So there you go. And. For those kids out there, <laughs> Hancock. <laughs> I was about to say, you're doing a lot of references <laughs> to a movie that was out in our time that I'm really even not that familiar with. Yeah, so Hancock was a drunk superhero, and he loved drinking a lot. Which I totally identify with. <laughs> yeah, shout out to all the drunk heroes. Hey, um, yeah. But, yeah. man, w- one of the greatest things about this show is that, you know, we always want to, you know, uh, promote, you know, not only local bars and restaurants and, and mixology and, and, and bartenders, but we also want to, you know, promote... You know, local artists. You know, we had our girl Greccio, the local comedian who's doing her thing, and she's blowing up. But today, man, we got one of the hottest filmmakers in Dallas, man, here with us tonight. And yeah. he's and he's the founder of Deep Bros Film. He's he's putting it down. Uh, hey. And he is right next to me right now. All right. Well, yeah. So let's give a I'll have a double a round of applause for Brent Crable. Hey, what's thank up? Thank you, thank you. Now are you from Dallas or you just got here as soon as you could? <laughs> 
No, I'm I'm from uh from the Metroplex. Okay. I grew up between uh, Arlington and Flower Mound, primarily Arlington. So, so let me ask town. you: Whenever people ask you where you're from, <laughs> did you say you're from Dallas? Yeah. Oh no. That's yeah. uh, okay. Yeah. Well, it depends I, on wh- where. Like, who who's asking you? Well, I mean, if I was like in, I've lived in L.A. and Chicago. When yeah. people would say, "Where are you from?" I said Dallas. You don't that say Fort Worth because yeah, actually no. closer to uh, you know. And, and, <laughs> he said no, no. and that's fair because a lot of them aren't going to know there's between Irving and Carrollton and Arlington and you know right. the DFW Metroplex, yeah, kind of thing. So I, no, I, 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 would, I get that DFW. It should be DFW because it is. I mean, it's the what the number four Metroplex in the U.S. Yeah. But, um, it just doesn't. I don't know. Dallas just people know Dallas. Right. Well, yeah, because of the show in the eighties. That shitty show in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, careful. <laughs> Ooh, okay. You're touching the subject here. Sorry, J.R. Ewing. Now I still have a can of his original beer sitting on my shelf. Are you bragging about that, or are we make fun of you about? It? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You haven't so, you, you haven't drank that yet? Are you kidding we me? We probably want to drink it now. It's probably almost whiskey by now. <laughs> and you haven't drank that yet? Uh, again, I was talking about Chernobyl earlier. I don't really know the effects of when it'll come out. Mm. I go to New York all the time, and, and people say, you know, where are you from? And I go, Dallas. They go, oh, yeah, I got I got family in Dallas. Go what part? They say, Frisco. Yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah, well, no. Yeah. We, I feel like we are, and there's probably, I mean, L.A.'s got a lot of different uh, areas, but we have to have the most suburbs as far as a metroplex got literally like everywhere you it's like <laughs> Roanoke. Yeah. No, now I'm in Garland. Now yeah. I'm in Mesquite. And you travel and you travel a half a mile. Right. <laughs> well, see, I think it's just a much bigger version of the of the borough, uh, you know, lines of demarcation in New York. I, except, you know, instead of just being Manhattan Island with different boroughs, it's right. like DFW with yeah. the suburbs. 75 boroughs. Yeah. yeah. In <laughs> Dallas County. <laughs> Not to knock Fort Worth, but I just wonder like I've never been out anywhere in the country where someone says, I'm from Fort Worth. I, I I never hear it. I never hear anyone talk about Fort Worth. And I know that there's a lot of people from Fort Worth, and I like Fort Worth. We need to go out, we need to, go out to Fort Worth. I think we need to take a trip, uh, if, if you're willing to get on 930. Well, I was about to say, just depends if you have your uh, concealed carry or not. Oh, gets, Fort Worth, we, gets, we got love for you. It gets a little dicey out there. I, I will say there are some really cool parts of Fort Worth. There like, is. Uh, 7th Street uh, turned mm-hmm. into uh, McKinney Avenue uptown, so they yeah. got their own douchebag area. Um, <laughs> but it's funny, you know, when you watch Cowboys games and it's a, a national broadcast, mm-hmm. they'll show the stockyards yep. and then downtown Dallas, and you're like, yeah, those could parties. not be yeah. fucking further <laughs> away from each other and so different. It's not the same thing. You might as well show, like, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> That's why people still ask when you go out of town, like, oh, do you have a horse? And you're like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got yeah. a horse. Yep, I got a horse, and I, and I ride it 15 miles, so I get to work on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> Although yeah exactly. I, I will say I was working on a deal for the, uh, 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 the Portland Trailblazers I was in Portland, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting Shot for my Uber. And I just hear this clip, clap, clip, clap, clip, clap. And I'm thinking, because, you know, from Dallas, you've got the carriage rides in, in West End. I was like, oh, yeah. it's some touristy, whatever. No, it's a guy in a three-piece suit with his messenger bag over the butt of the horse. He's got these little earmuffs on the horse so he doesn't get scared from street sounds and rubber clogs on the horse. And that is his daily transportation in downtown Portland was a horse. Well, Portland is they kind of their own yeah. beast out there. That makes sense. But yeah. even it's still <laughs> legal on the books here in Dallas to was ride Fred a horse down the center of a, <laughs> yeah, know, right? a downtown Dallas. <laughs> Portlandia. That's, man, that's a weird show. You got to be in a yeah. weird mood to watch that show. But if you are, you're, and yeah, that's, that's tons of fun. I, I love yeah. Portlandia. 
Well, uh, hey, I think I see Kirk coming over here with the drinks. Oh uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's let's bring him over. Excellent. Hey, Kirk, come over here. Let's, uh, let's talk about the drinks for a toast. Kirk, let's, tell let's us a little bit about Eight Bells and eight uh, bells. We, we and then uh, the cocktail. Four year anniversary. Um, this used to be a bar, an enduring bar that people loved called the Amsterdam. It was around for like 18 years. So we took over about four years ago, and we wanted to keep the the great energy and the bones of the old place, but also make it our own. So we changed it up a bit, made it a lot cleaner, and did a lot of um, uh, like stuff with the plumbing and you know. Not fun stuff, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> hey, all the stuff that makes it run so much better and so much easier. <laughs> stuff yeah. we don't ever see, yeah. but makes your job easier. Yeah, Yeah. so the bathrooms are clean. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a plus. Yay, bathrooms. So I brought you guys three drinks. They're all the same. I am uh, got you TX Whiskey Mules, but instead of lime, I put some orange peel in there. Mm. Fantastic. So yeah, and uh, you know TX Whiskey is nice. It's kind of sweet, but with the ginger beer and some orange essence should nice. be all right. I hope you guys like it. Yeah, I love it. And one yeah. of my favorite little details about TX Whiskey, it's uh, it's bottled in Fort Worth. But it is. Anybody can drop off old used boots to the, to the factory, and they will uh, cut out the leather from your boots, and they'll recycle them into the caps of yeah. each one of their whiskey bottles. Ev- so Every, every one is different. Every single one is different. They can actually only pull six caps from one pair of boots. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, every I've s- it's interesting. Sometimes I've seen some white ones, some green ones, usually the brown. Yeah. But really interesting. Sometimes they're uh, like different um, textured, like they're maybe alligator boots or something like that. Pretty yeah, interesting. For sure. For yeah. sure. Well, thanks again. And so what's the name of our, uh, our cocktail tonight, Kurt? Uh, I just call it a TX Whiskey Mule. Okay. So All right. So yeah. we'll call this the, the Texas Mule. Texas Mule. Uh, Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks Absolutely. Guys. For sure. All right. Thank you so much. You know. I gave the toast for our first 10, 12, 13 episodes, but uh, no, bringing people on the show, I, I like to learn new ones. So yeah. I, I don't know. Do you have a favorite toast you like to do with your friends or family or anything else like that? Uh, well, <clears throat> so I like to, to, to be in character. So uh, as one of my characters, Callie Cavan, would say, if he were to toast, if she's being a beach, cut the leash. Capiche? <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Over and out. By the way, Cali Cal is probably now my favorite. I, I think I'm going to him as him for Halloween. Um, that's from the short film The Assistant, which is uh, a film by Brent. And, uh, you know, speaking of, like, how did you end up getting into the whole filmmaking world? Uh, well, it goes back. So my mom was an actress. Oh, um, nice. And, uh. Yeah, and she uh, she did you know I mean she was acting in Dallas you know mm-hmm. I mean she had a couple of kids so what are you gonna do you can't move to yep. L A <laughs> uh, and uh, but she was always into that and so I think you know I have cousins that were like when you know you were three you were always like I'm gonna be on TV so it was like always the thing for me yeah but I also loved sports so and when you're growing up in Texas like those yeah. two things don't mix so. You know, growing up in high school, I played football and was like, who are these little theater nerds? Yeah, just, you yeah. Know? I would, like, geeks. But then after high school, I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm not going to play football. I mean, this was before Cole Beasley and Wes Welker and all that. So <laughs> For a little uh, short white guy. A short white <laughs> receiver that played on the outside. Like, unless I could jump like Steve Smith, it wasn't happening. So um, I moved to Chicago and I started doing um, improv at the Second City. Yeah. Moved back for a little bit, then moved to L.A. to Groundlings. Then I had a kid, and so then I couldn't go. I mm-hmm. couldn't. But, you know, it actually worked out because um, 
I mean, it, man, that's a tough, like, that is a tough grind. I still got buddies that moved out to L.A. with me. Yeah. And they're still waiting tables, and they're trying to just, you yeah. know, trying to do it. So, yeah. you know, what, what really got me into making it rather than wanting to be in it, that was the goal was to be in it. Yep. Um, I, you know, it just came with a bunch of time and business, working in business and, you know, uh, understanding, you know, kind of how to have capital and put that up and uh, just networking and mm-hmm. getting, you know, I would meet people and be like, oh, this person knows how to film and just all this stuff. And then I, I figured out how to write yeah, um, and really structure things. So it kind of the perfect storm happened this year. Um, and I created the company in May and uh, we filmed our first short. And then the goal was to film one a month and we filmed four and then a pilot for a TV show. And it was super ambitious. But like if you're asking me how like how to do it. I don't know if that's the route to, to do it, but I think there's the no blueprint. Is, yeah, just <laughs> just fucking do it. There's no there's know. no blueprint. No, yeah, that, not at all. But you so you've already had four films since May. Yeah. Damn, that's <laughs> that's good. That's 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 what you call doing it. You know. Yeah, it's funny because I was just at a film festival in Austin, and it's a pretty big one, Austin Revolution. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was, I mean, I was talking to a guy from uh, from from London, and you know, a guy from here, a guy from here. And we were up doing a little panel after they showed the assistant, and I mentioned the four short films. And, you know, I'm not even thinking about anything. You right. know, and I'm not trying to bra- – I'm just yeah. literally stating facts. And this the guy that, that was hosting it afterwards like, you've done fucking four short films? Uh, uh, yeah. And I was like, yeah. yeah. He's like, he was like, fuck, who the fuck are you? And I'm just like, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just – they probably thought you were rich. Like, how much money do you have? Well, I, you know, not anymore. <laughs> Spend it all on this. Yeah. But, you know, and that was the other thing, too, was – you know, I did get a, a good job and start working really hard um, finally uh, after just coasting. And last year I was spending money on, you know, when you mm-hmm. spend money on dumb, like just going on trip. Yeah. I, I did a birthday party in L.A. at this big house. And just I was like, mm. what am I doing? Like, yeah. This is dumb. Yeah, but every, every once in a while, right. I mean, every once in a while, you got to have something to just kind of get just uh, like a mic drop moment. Like, a, yeah. you know, because you've earned it. You know, right. th- there are times to be frugal. There are times to be responsible and all that. But every once in a while, just man, just splurge. You yeah, know, just a, just a bit. It, it, and it was fun, but uh, then I I was like, you know, after I will say, uh, like sp- spending money and, and putting and producing these films mm-hmm. has uh, has been way more fulfilling than you know buying a car or going and oh, doing yeah. any Bottles of that. and Absolutely. models and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Absolutely. It, and then just the fun that we've had and and it's, you know, it's a film. It lives forever, you yep. know? And, um, you know, winning the award and just like it's it's propped up, everyone's propped up and it's made people like, now, you know, somebody went and, you know, got an agent right yep. after it and just all this stuff that wasn't happening before. So it's been, it's been awesome. Very rewarding. Yeah. yeah. It, there's nothing like creating a project. It's, there's nothing like going from sitting at home or in your car and you're thinking of something and then you actually put it together and then it went well and then the people that were a part of it, you see them spawning off doing things because of it. That's You, you can't buy that. That's not, it's not a bottle service uh, place in on this planet. At least I haven't been there yet. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking for it. But that, that would feel, be that fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and also there, there are different kind of levels to filmmaking as well. Uh, you know, you start out kind of in the whole student phase where – you create to learn, mm-hmm. and then there's kind of an elevated student phase where you create not just to learn but to express, and then there's a, a kind of a level but above that where you uh, create to start to monetize it, and there's a level above that where you take the monetization, and that's what influences the creativity. 
So, you know, there's there's a whole spectrum uh, there, and it sounds like you've done really well at uh, going past that learning student phase and also uh, far into the uh, development of, of products to, you know, create a name for yourself and yeah. to, to lure in uh, future, you know, producers and, yep. and investors and building that portfolio. So kind of where, where are you on that arc? It, yeah. it kind of sounds like you're, you're positioning yourself to where uh, you you want to be uh, monetized or, or able to invest in either yourself as a as an actor or producer director writer uh, whatever that is so where where are you uh, that yeah great question so <clears throat> so the goal was to do these short films I and then my direct the my director Peter Calvin came to me and was uh, he was like man I really uh, we did a sketch show at Dallas Comedy House a while back and I created this character called Dale Carl Jr. He's this uh, old, he's, he still lives in the 80s, this old Texas high school football coach with a mullet. I love the mullet, that. by the way. Right, that yeah. mullet's amazing. And so he was like, I really want to do something with that. And so the goal was to make all these shorts to then have a portfolio to go pitch to investors and really and, and get and get a good bit of money. So then to write a feature or maybe a show or whatever the case was um, and go get big names, just just really do it big. Yeah. Um, no one's doing it in Dallas like that, or you know, the last big thing that was done in Dallas like that was Bottle Rocket. So uh, that was the goal, and then then we decided, well, let's shoot this. Let's make a TV show about this. Let's make a pilot. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. Uh, we just we just got it edited. It's done. It's ready to go. So we filmed the pilot. We have the show bible ready. Um, it's about a thirty-five minute pilot, and we're pitching it to all the major networks. Um, probably going to edit it down to a three-minute sizzle. Really get that out get people's interest i mean we're going to you know everything that you stream you can think about it right um and so the goal is to get that now i feel that that will make it because the i i mean everything's there that weren't if it doesn't happen then the goal is to take that portfolio go get investors and then really just take a take on a big project yeah so uh, here's a question is there any difference in the structure of content uh, or in the content material used, whether or not it's pitched to a, a major network versus uh, like an HBO, Cinemax, Stars versus a Netflix, Hulu. Like uh, as far as if uh, you were producing and editing a show, like putting a show together, is there a difference in either content or structure between the different platforms? Just curious. So one of the things that I've, I'm finding is with all of them, um, Without a name, it's tough. Yeah. You know, they want a name. Yeah. They want, uh, you know, we were joking about Seth Rogen earlier. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things I, you know, this is part of the salesperson in me, and, and sometimes you got to stalk and whatnot. And I was uh, I was in L.A., and everything wasn't ready, but I, I had heard from someone that you got to have a name. And I was like, well, you know, he's got his own production company. I'll put together a package, find out who his executive assistant is, yeah. go schmoozer, like give her the package, you know, like really – get her to be like oh this is great take it to him and maybe he endorses it mm-hmm. and then that can be the thing that boosts us um I, you know i, I think I, this is the first time i've done it so i don't know um we we feel that we have a great project but then again everyone has a great project so i think a lot of it is the name it's the concept the concept is great and that's that's what i've been i, I think once i get in the door we've got a great pitch so they're losing so say Netflix, they're losing the office. They're losing all these comedies. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot of comedies right now. Right. And you're getting right. a mockumentary comedy about football. 
I mean, two things that Americans love, and uh, I just think it's a it's a perfect time for it. But it's a it's all about crack, like getting in that, getting in the door, getting the right person to be like, yes, this is it. Yeah. So here here's what I'll give you: the one tip for getting into a lot of producers' front doors in L.A. is uh, there's a chocolatier there called Tushner's. Uh, it's right over there near Wilshire. If you go in there and you get uh, a six pack of the champagne truffles from Tushner's, plus you get a hot chai tea latte with a little bottle of Bailey's. If you wrap all that up and you give it to any uh, gatekeeper, front door receptionist, uh, y- you'll get put at the front of the stack. I almost guarantee you. Done. <laughs> that, that, it, that was very specific, by the that way. Was, that <laughs> was one of my LA I, cheat sheets. At first, I was like, "Man, is he fucking just making this up?" Yeah, I was like, where are you going with this? But then I was like, "Man, that was too specific." That was very yeah. specific. No, it, and that is the that that is so. I mean, you know, I do sales in my daily life, um, and so you know, I kind of understand that. But then it's after we filmed, I've kind of had to go back to that, and then it's I'm about to get back on the. Texas high school football train in which it is going to be a lot of that. I mean, just figuring out who's there, uh, you know, sending packages and, and just the thing about me is uh, I'm, I'm relentless when it comes to something I want. Um, you know, I, I just, I won't stop till I, till I get it. Yeah. And, and you have to be in, in your industry. Um, if, if you're sitting there going, well, if I don't have this done by the end of the year, or if I don't have this done in three years, I'm done. Yeah. Like that's not you're not gonna make it. My, my thought is, and that was another reason why I kept doing things so quickly is, if I don't do it, somebody else will. Yep. You know that that's the biggest thing, and and it's also there. There are no more truly original ideas. Yeah. Like er, everything is a variation on the theme right. at, at this point, and so it's it's not it's not a race to find the next idea. It's a race to find the next most relevant interpretation of a previous theme. Right. Uh, to find what is most applicable in pop culture and what's relevant with style and what is what uh, can be monetized the most. And so essentially, uh, you know, our creative artists have to ask a, or act as forecasters. It Because by the time your movie or your short gets... T- uh, you know, uh, filmed, edited, mastered, you know, released, you're 5, 6, 10, 12, 18 months after yep. you created it. And once you release it, you are then creating that culture. So how, like, how do you come up with some of your, your spins or your content or your, your arc lines or, or your styling even for your the people in the films that would not just be relevant but would be setting the style whenever it comes out? So, you know, I think one of the things, I mean, it, it is comedy. And one of the things I try to do, um, and I th- I did, I think three of them are sort of similar. The assistant's a little bit uh, more of a, a, a modern mm-hmm. social take on you know, what we're dealing with. Um, but the other ones are more, I, I don't think they're very relevant other than they're relatable. Yeah. I mean, you take, uh, they're they're more like in Killer Friends, it's, Two hitmen that are going to do their job, yep. which they, they hate will the do. Job. Yeah, uh, and they're arguing about '90s sitcoms, which yeah. people will do, arguing about whatever. I mean, it could be fantasy football, it could be anything. Uh, and and then no days off. They 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 hate their job and they're trying to figure out how to get out of it. And it's you know they're in Nazi Germany, right? I mean, it's 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 <laughs> we've not, all been there, right? We've oh, all been yeah. there. Oh yeah, and it's so timeshare. I think one of the things that you can do is everybody can relate to things. So sometimes instead of forecasting and being like that witty of like, yeah. hey, what's going to be going on in a year and a half? It's more like putting 
putting something that's that you don't you think of one way like uh, Hitman and and putting them in a more relatable way and flipping it to where you're like, oh yeah, these are just two guys that you know yeah. hate their job and or 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 they're just doing their job. Yeah, and they're doing what normal people would do, which is not talk about their job, right? Mm-hmm. So. One of the things that's that's one of the things I like to do, um, you know, is when it comes to forecasting, you know, I, I don't know. I've thought about futuristic type things and uh, scenarios, but I just I think about what what I think would be funny, what I think other people would like. And, you know, sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. I try to think more like um, Tarantino ish mixed with like uh, like one of the I love all of Seth Rogen's movies and Judd Apatow. I feel like they. Yeah create serious situations ish and then they have real dialogue with yep. it yeah they 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 take that bro culture yeah uh, and that's and, i mean it, deep bro films uh, yep. it's bro <laughs> it's it's going to be and, bro culture man and it is and it really takes a, a lot of the uh, the male stoner man child like and i say that being kind of m- describing myself as well not to you know uh, uh, taking that philosophy and and putting into the movies where it's changing the the coming of age films used to be graduating high school or like college age but as time has gone on the coming of age films for men are in their early 30s Mm -hmm. and uh and i think seth rogan and judd apatow and those guys are a really big uh driving force is to uh you know showing how the male culture has changed well, and, and I think that's what this show is. That's what's what our show is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, yeah, we were adults, you know, years ago, but that don't mean that we start acting like one. You know, that don't mean that we start, like, we, we do adult things, but I still feel like I'm still a kid. I feel like I still do kid stuff, but, yeah, I pay my bills, and I discipline my kid. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, I'm still doing a lot of the same things I was doing when I was a kid, you know, and I'm going to continue to do those things. So. I don't think anybody ever really wants to grow up. No. Because yeah. if you know that the, the friends that you have that are married and they're doing yeah. the married thing on the weekends, they're always like, hey, what are you doing? Like, I'm, I'm living vicariously through you, yeah. right? Hey, yeah. hey no, can you no? send me some pictures of what you're doing yeah. last yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, that yeah. chick I saw you at the bar, hey, right. what happened? Yeah. The, the single guy is not like hitting up his, his married buddy with three kids and going, hey, Hey, uh, send me a picture of your Sunday morning where you got woken up at 7 a.m. Like, you know, I want to know what that like. Hey, that's when what the was wife the last is doing. time your kid puked on you? Yeah. Yeah. The wife posts that on Instagram, her Instagram. So you can see that on her Instagram. You know, the husbands never post that kind of shit. Because you know, the husband's way. like, fuck. <laughs> well, so we, so we, is, it, is it almost like a reverse kind of thing where before you're married, the women never post pictures with the men? And then after you're married, the men never man, post pictures it, with the your, women? That's your goddamn relationship. Don't put oh. that on us. All right. Okay. <laughs> My girl posts shit all the time. What's up, girl? So, yeah, that, that's on you, man. Sorry. But you're out of that now, Hancock. Yeah. Way, way the fuck out of that. Hancock. Uh-huh. I, I, got, I got a legal obligation. Okay. Yeah, I know. Got shit to do. Yeah, just yeah. got to go to court, and then I'm done. Yeah, you know. But you mentioned Second City. Um, I mean, that's just one step away from SNL. But, mm. I mean, I c- it's okay. Second place, like Second City. I understand it's not that great as the first city, but, you know, how is Second City? Are you Anyways, no, I'm just being Chicago? a dick. Chicago? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I, no, I was. Congratulations <laughs> being part of that group. It's uh, a phenomenal no. organization well, to be a part of. I was taking classes there. I wasn't part of the group. I wasn't like on the main stage. Oh. That, that would take years. Oh, yeah. well, hey, Juan, then what's he here for? 
That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. Thank All you. Right. Good Appreciate night. Thank you so much. <laughs> Falsifying transcripts and resumes. I uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, it was well. So I moved. I was like 19 when I moved there. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Wow. And uh, you know, I was taking classes, and I mean, you know, seeing shows, and it was, I mean, it was nuts. And that was that. That was the goal. Was yeah. to go there, get on SNL. SNL was the end all, be all, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I remember like it, it was. I was like working at Express. You know mm-hmm. the uh, clothing, yeah. Or originally structure, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I still, I was so broke that I couldn't even buy the clothes from the place I worked at. Yeah, not even with a discount. No, and I would like go there, and uh, th- one day I would go there, and like the, the you'd shoplift the clothes that you'd wear when you worked there. Uh, fucking, I wish. No, I showed up one day in like Hollister clothes, just because I didn't have anything, and they, <laughs> they sent me downstairs to do like the. Unclippings uh, of the of the stuff. Yeah. They were like, she looked at me. and She goes, "You can't wear that." No, here. you gotta go downstairs. I mean, Express is not. We're not talking about you know H and M here. No, but this was also on like uh-huh. uh, 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 what was it, Michigan Avenue? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Like it was the it was the top. Of, I mean, it yeah. was the nice one, right? And, they don't have uh, clearance sales at uh, that one. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and I was living with my dad's best friend who uh, from from high school, and and he had a place out there. and It was awesome, and you know, he kept asking like, hey, "When are you gonna get a real?" You know, and then. I was just like, man, what, am, like, what am I doing, you know? And so I moved back, and I was like, man, you know, it's, 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 it's over. But then I went to LA and was like, oh, the Groundlings, oh, that's where uh, Will Ferrell went, that's mm-hmm. where Caitlin Olson went. Yeah. Um, you know, like, okay, here's another step to try to go towards that. And uh, you had to actually audition to get into that, which well, I loved it because it wasn't just letting anyone in. Got into that, was was crushing it, and then. You know, but still, like, having to work and, like, ah, fuck, and I moved back. So I was like, man, SNL, always SNL was, like, that thing, like, you know, still the thing. And then I kind of stopped watching it and caring. But then I started doing Dallas Comedy House, which yeah. I didn't know Dallas had an improv place. And I was like, yeah. finally, yes, like, I finally found this place that had been around for a while. So I started taking classes there, what, 2000, I think 14. Um, went through all that. I've been through, uh, been with them since they've moved from Commerce to Maine, now to uh, Elm, and uh, you know, really tight with Amanda. She's awesome, and uh, she started doing like um, auditions for SNL. They, she got in tight with them, so they would like we would go submit our tapes to SNL, and I was like, oh, finally, it Hell came yeah. back around. Like yeah. it came back. Whoa! <laughs> and I'm in Dallas, the place I fucking grew up. Like I didn't even have to move anywhere. <laughs> like I could have just stayed here. Right. Like, I didn't have to go deal with that shitty cold weather in Chicago, although mm. the summers are amazing. Summers are, oh, I love yeah, summertime, shy. Amazing, yeah. <laughs> L.A., I won't say I love L.A. Like, L.A. is, uh, it's, you know. It's a song about that. Yeah, I love L.A. Hey, you can bitch about the traffic, but it's 70 degrees and not 170 here. It um, is. All you have to do is sign away your soul. That's yeah, it. Yeah, for sure, yeah. So, anyways, we're, we're auditioning, you know, and I remember uh, this was like, I did it once, and then the second time, I felt pretty good about it and was like, yeah, they're, uh, yeah, they're not taking any uh, white guys. Like, no, like, middle-aged white guys. I was like, ah, that kind of makes sense, you know? <laughs> kind of makes sense, so. The store's closed for old white guys. But what's funny is that <laughs> this happened ar- around the, the same time that I just, yeah. I think Bill Hader had left, and, mm-hmm. like, this is around the time I was just, like, not really watching it anymore. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, it, you know, the like, late 80s, early 90s SNL. Oh, that's like, the classics. Oh, yeah. no, yeah. for sure. That's yeah. what we, like. That, uh, that, that shaped me. Like, yeah. I, uh. My goal my junior year of high school is that I wanted to go to school and practice and learn until I was the band leader of SNL. 
That oh. was that was my dream job what, in high school. Uh, what was the band? It's a uh, what was what's their name? The G G K and the yeah I don't, I don't know. whatever yeah yeah I, I I don't know the the name of the house band but no that that's what I told my parents and and everything and my my mom she supported me and and uh, I had a couple of music scholarships but ultimately my dad you know back numbers business and everything else and now I'm the uh, yeah where I am now but my original goal was to be the band leader for uh, Saturday Night Live on trumpet. Nice. Well, well, speaking of SNL, this Shane Gillis dude. Oh. Um, did you hear about this bullshit? Well, isn't he white? Uh, he is white. white. I just was no. told that they weren't taking white guys. <laughs> and, 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 and here's the deal. It's and just now I know why they're not taking white guys. Because here's the thing, is that you're white and, and I'm white, mm-hmm. but this guy is like, a, a monster neon green white kind of thing, oh, like it's yeah, it's not just like white bread, Wonder Bread, Central America. He looks like he's the Alabama like doused I, with monster I, I, drink. I know, like kind of white. That's why I, I mean, like, what the f- like? Uh, did, to uh, even, did you actually <laughs> listen to a, a did you hear what he, the, yeah, the podcast? Yeah, no. Uh, so <clears throat> I didn't get a chance to listen to. It. I read I read the transcript, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm sure if I would have listened to it, that would have been so. I have I have two takes. I had one take before I read that, mm-hmm. which was, and and I've had this take for, comedy's comedy's tough. Yeah. Um, and I think the whole point of being a comedian is like usually c- people who are funny, uh, it's a defense mechanism. Right. Right. You've had to use it your whole life because mm-hmm. of getting picked on or whatever the case whatever may be. Is, yeah. Whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And. You had to be quick. You had to be, you know, you started doing vo- whatever it is. Yeah. And not not for everybody, but yeah. for the most part. And so I think that comedy is a, uh, is supposed to make fun of or or turn a serious thing into a funny, yeah. whatever the case is. But then uh, there's the flip side where you push it too far. My, my thing is I think if you do something – um, and, and it's funny, and, and you're not trying to be, you're not trying to offend anyone. Like you're just, yeah. You, and, and you've earned that and whatnot. You can you can do it. I don't think he earned it. And when I read what I, what I saw, I was like, oh man, I don't. You can't say that. But the like, thing is, it, it wasn't even a, he wasn't even doing a. It wasn't a comedy bit. I no, mean, he wasn't tell, he wasn't yeah. telling a joke. It, it was just it was like what we're doing right now. So it would be different if he was on stage and he, there was a setup, a premise, a punchline type situation. But it wasn't that. It was just him just talking. Yeah, this was not a bump set spike kind of thing. This was not a part of a of a set that he wrote. This was just a candid conversation where he used uh, 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 racial slurs not once but for no, twice. For no reason. There was like no for, reason to say it. For no it. reasons. And yeah. that, that to me is where, it, trust me, like I don't use explicit language very often, but when I do it's with a purpose. Right. It's to drive a point home. It's to, to really, it's like that exclamation point. Yeah. That's why I use that. But for people who have a lack of that uh, just grasp on the English language oh, yeah. or, or intelligence or, or, or uh, I should say respect for their craft. Well, and, and that's and that's where, you know, when he said what he said, I was like, oh, first I was thinking, oh, no, the cancel culture striked again. But then I said, oh, no, well, no. they got but a they, W on this one. I said, they, they, they won this that's one. That's a win. And that was a win. And the thing is, he tried to use comedy as reason why he did what he did. He said, well, I try to push the barriers of comedy. I'm like, 
first of all, it wasn't funny. Yeah. There was no comedy. Uh-uh. Like, where was the no. comedy? You just throwing out racial slurs and talking shit about a culture that, that you don't care about. Comedy. That's not that was comedy. Commentary. It was commentary, not yeah. comedy. Yeah, yeah that, that wasn't comedy. There's, there's a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. Huge difference. And, and the thing is that people that give out commentary that might be incendiary and there's a ticket wrong, then go, oh, just kidding. Yep. Just kidding. You, hey, you hey I, was just, I was just kidding. You, ca- you, you shouldn't have to go just – like, it should be to where you don't have to say, I'm just kidding. People are like, oh, yeah, that was good. Exactly. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, because, you know, I've been on stage and I've told jokes. And I always said that my jokes were I can be racial but not necessarily racist. And, like, and what Which I would do. a fine, fine, fine line. It's like baking a cake. Yeah. I mean, when you bake a cake, you don't just throw all the fucking ingredients in there and go put it in a pan and go, that's a cake. No, actually, there's some certain things got to be. Just, just say, it's a souffle. Certainly. Your butter got to be in the right temperature. You know, you got to know when to pour it in. You got to know. I mean, you have to be. Comedy is an art form. That's why they call it an art form because you don't just throw shit against the wall no. yeah. and go, there's art. It's there's comedy. Dance. It's the hardest. Yeah. I think. It's, it's a dance. It's a dance between you and the audience. And so when I would tell a joke, like I would make fun of everybody. Uh, and I would, I would, I, what I would do is I would make fun of the stereotypes of that culture. But at the end of the day, I will still bring it home back to me. Oh, yeah. You got to make fun of yourself. Exactly. So I would bring it all the way back, yep. back to me. And, and Gretchen was on here, and we had the conversation about, uh, is there anything off limits? And she said, nothing off limits. She's like, I can make fun of anything. But there's just a way that you have to do it. Like, you have the, – the, the further you get off of that – you know, if you're out in the jungle and you know that bridge – and you know the further you get in the middle, it starts getting a little shaky and a little wobbly, and the, and the the you know the the, you know, the the wood is getting a little thinner and it's cold. Like you get out there, you gotta be a little more careful <laughs> because the wrong step. Yeah, no cancel it, culture, especially now. Like yeah. it's now everyone's so hypersensitive. Yeah, uh, and I'm not saying that even if he would have said what he said and it wasn't now. Right. Yeah. It still wasn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't great. And yeah. I, I wish I knew. Like I wish I had seen his stuff to even know. Like. If this guy's funny or not, right. but like I just think, uh, just he, he he's not okay. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, so again, like how did he even get on? But uh, no, I you know, <laughs> that's I, what he's focusing on. Yeah, I want to know how they get a white yeah, guy on here. They said no white guys. He, he's the he's the uh, Target Walmart version of Chris Farley. Is what I'll tell you. It's mm. he's the generic uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. God, don't ever compare anyone to Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> Goat, R.I.P. Yeah, no, right. No, so, I'm yeah. kidding. No, I no. It's funny that you said uh, just how to like. Things that things that are off limits and whatnot. So, you know, uh, so my daughter, uh, she's mixed. Mm-hmm. So I've always like we joke with my friends, like, oh, I can I can do black jokes. You know, my daughter's mixed. Oh, congratulations, brother! But uh, th- thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah welcome. Um, man. But I would. I, are you a cuckoo for cocoa puffs? <laughs> uh, I'm just cuckoo for puffs. <laughs> all yes. puffs. Yeah. 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 All, pu- all puffs, regardless of <laughs> cocoa flavor all or not. Puffs. All puffs. Vanilla puffs. Although fr- fruity puffs. cocoa bubble. Yes. Puffs? <laughs> Although no more puffs that come with the kids' toy inside the box. Oh like, yeah, yeah. No, um, <laughs> that, that, kid that, in the box. Yeah, that happened. Uh, kid in the box. Uh, so <laughs> no, I just you know it was like it would joke, but I would never. I've done it a few times. Like I've told a joke here right. and there about like you know the the crazy grandma and whatnot. Um, and it's it's true, but I you know I just there I don't know. There's just you gotta you you gotta feel it. Like yeah. it's gotta you gotta know like. A, it's got to come from a good place where you know it's not you're not exactly. you're not malicious and you're not you're not attacking and you're it's got to come from a place where you're literally and you said commentary like you're providing commentary but more from your point of view yeah. where you're kind of making fun of yourself a little bit 
And there's a fine line that you walk, and I just think that people can feel the intent. Like, oh, if yeah. you say something, and they just feel like that Ooh. either was not authentic or that was, like, attacking or that was, yeah, you know, then that's when you lose people, and that's when people get offended. But if you say something, and it's... And, and you you do it the right way, and it's like people feel like, oh, this is, you know. Yeah. I, I, and it's so weird. I think things come off different from different people. Yeah. You have to know what your uh, voice you, sounds you, like. You have to know your audience exactly, said. You have to know what your voice sounds like. But I, I will say in the end, it is regardless of what your intent was to put it out there or what you meant by it, but entirely as to how your audience takes it. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You, know, you know, 100%, because you can have a couple of outliers there in the audience who are, 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 are super, uh, you know, left or right or up down from, you know, the perspective you're telling the joke and completely fly yeah. off the handle. Yeah. And I think you have to do it one of two ways. Either you have to be cautious or you have to literally say, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to, if I offend you, I'm offending everyone. Exactly. I'm burning this whole fucking yeah. place Everybody's down. getting it. Because I tell you, like, you, and you know this when you're hanging out with a, a big group and there's the guy that comes in that doesn't know anybody and he's just being, you know, he's being loud and boisterous and he's ripping on people and this and that, but he's doing it the whole night and at first you fucking hate this guy. You're like, who the fuck is this? He, I right. don't know this guy. He doesn't know us and he's over here. And then at the end of the night, he's still that same guy and you're like, I like this guy. Yeah, he's kind of cool. He was himself the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you come in like that, it's one thing. If you you start off slow and you build up, uh, or if you start off hot and then you fade, like it's yeah. people can feel well, when people are being real. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that kind of uh, I guess differentiates a you know amateur from a novice to you know intermediate to professional is that it's not just reading the room; it's walking in and knowing the room. Right? I got some some random here. When's the last time one of you guys? Well, you guys. Period. When's the last time you guys cried? And and before you answer that. I'm not talking about a loss of a loved one or anything like that, uh, or even loss of relationship. But like, when's the last time you like boohooed, like cried? I mean, I know that right now. I was with you. You with me? I was. When, when was that? When Captain America picked up Mjolnir oh, in uh, no, Avengers Endgame, no. and I stood up in the theater and I was like, "Yeah!" That's not a. That's not a cry. No, no. I'm, I'm talking. You know the the nasty, the snot coming out of your nose, and you just hysterically just <laughs> like when when's the last? Do you remember oh, the last man. time? Uh, <laughs> or do you not want to remember? Because it's no, always painful. Well, no, no, no. So, um, you know, and <laughs> I, I've been told uh, uh, recently. Well, not I don't know how recent it was, but like, uh, do you have any emotions? You're emotionless, <laughs> and it's probably because I don't want to cry. Because like I'll watch a movie, yeah. Like a you know I'll watch a movie and it's like uh, it's not even a sad moment. It's like a it's a very like touching friendship moment in it, and yeah. I'll start like getting like you feel it and coming on, and I'm like crying, and I'm like I get all know, watery. Like, I didn't cry. And I'm like looking at my dog Riggs, and like you're crying. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're fucking crying. You're crying. You're crying. You're I crying. I didn't cry. No, and that's just funny because I find myself. Getting emotional in the weirdest things. Like, first of all, sports movies, forget it. Oh yeah, I'm no, crying. I'm yeah. crying every sports Spoking movie. Fucking done. <laughs> because <laughs> remember the Titans? Oh, like when he's done. At Rudy, the end, we are Marshall. We I, are Marshall. Yes. I, Rudy, I was. I left. Like I watched the movie. I was driving down the road later. Start thinking about Rudy. I start crying again thinking about Rudy. I mean, well, because that's all like dad replacement type of stuff, you know. Well, uh, sports is like I don't know. Sports is like just that. If you played it, yeah. You, you, you know, just, you know, yeah. and it's like that thing where like that bond was, uh, you, you know, you, 
We went through the shit together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you, you crossed that goal line. I wonder if people from, like, like Vietnam, like, feel the same. When they watch, like, uh, Platoon, they're like, fucking crying, you know? <laughs> probably not. They're probably, probably not. I don't want to watch it. Probably a little bit of PTSD. Yeah. yeah. They don't actually go in there and, <laughs> and, and relive that shit, the napalm and all they that. They probably start shooting back at the TV. They're like, um, I still smell napalm in my nose QLBJ. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, I was thinking about that because I remember uh, hearing some people talking about, you know, women saying, like, I wish my man was more emotional and crying. And I think this is, we're going to dive into that a little bit more in another podcast. Because I think that could be a whole podcast in itself about do, oh. women, do women really want an Bedazz- emotional guy? Like, do you really want a guy that's just crying all the time? Bedazzled. Bedazzled with Elizabeth Hurley and uh, Brendan oh. Fraser. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing where the guy got three wishes from the devil. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's the first awful one, movie, by the way. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> look at the parable, my friend. Yeah. Look at the parable. And plus, her legs look great in that movie. Well, Thank Elizabeth, you very much. Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, she was so Elizabeth yeah, Hurley. Yeah. That was back still in her, like, really good firm years. Firm years. Yeah. <laughs> Not younger. Firm, firm. years. She just in a show recently, uh, like, as an older lady, and she was still oh, she's, hot. Oh. She's not older. Don't ever use the word older with Elizabeth Hurley. I meant Milfer. Milfier. <laughs> it's experience. Make more milfier. No, you it's say, older. Then that's the first thing as being older. No, they, you get older. What's the three? What's the three? Experienced and seasoned. Mm, or older. You get older. It, it happens. It happens to all of us. We all get older. You know. Not in is. Hollywood. Not when you have money. <laughs> what's the three? I want to hear the three. Uh, the the three wishes he had. Oh, okay. So in in the movie, mm-hmm. I should say, uh, it was. No, uh, I want to hear the documentary version. <laughs> okay, well, let, let's just say if I had come across this and I was better in Frazier, these are the choices that he made, which yeah. is, uh, one, uh, he became a professional athlete that had a uh, a rod the size of your forearm. Oh, yeah, I remember that thing. part, yeah. Or, no, 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 I'm sorry. He said he was rich, famous, athletic, and everything yeah. else, uh, except he was dumb as a box of rocks, yep. and, and uh, he had a micropenis. All right, so that was his first wish. And he was like, no, 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 I don't want that. Okay, so my second wish, I want to be the most, like, emotionally in tune, like, musically talented, like, you know, whatever else. And uh, so granted that wish, and he could never stop crying uh, or, or ever actually maintain an erection kind of thing. And so the third one, he was like, I want to know about the opera, and I want to be wealthy and have a penthouse and have, like, you know, carrying a big stick and the whole thing. And so... Devil transformed him. That turned out he was gay because he liked the opera and the ballet and, uh. and all this other stuff. And so he couldn't actually get the girl that he wanted. So, uh, no, that's just a whole transition through all the types of things that are or are not. How many? Important. So, e- so each, within each wish, he got like five wishes? <laughs> it was being able to create a scenario. Oh, a scenario. Yeah. He, if he were a, to, t- if, I were to if I were to sweep in at the last second and. Uh, like that, like the little, like, uh, the, like the guy that you thought I was, uh, two doors down, just hanging in the, uh, hanging in the alley, waiting for a pizza. I would have swooped in and been like, uh, okay, the, the huge rod, the, the professional athlete, and then the penthouse. Give me those three things. That's all I need. That's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the, the new Aladdin, you know, have, have anybody seen the new Aladdin? You seen yeah. It? Yeah. Actually I did. I always think about the three, the three wishes. I'm like, so how does this work? Like, what, what is the rules when it comes to the three wishes? Well, first, because is it, a, is it a one A exactly, one B, or is it just yeah. a one? Well, yeah. you, have, you have to understand that uh, going back into mythology, it's not genie; it's called a jinn, and and jinns are actually. I'll mis- take a dirty shake and not no, they, they yeah, are, they like are mine. dirty on the rocks. type of little mythological creatures where you ask for a wish and they will find a way to twist it up. Yep. 
to where you if, want a million uh, bucks, there'd be a lot of deer in here. Well, well type no, of thing. to where yeah. like if uh, if I was your genie and you said that you wanted a, a twelve inch penis, I would put a miniature piano on the bar and have a guy walked out that was a foot tall to walk up and play a piano because that's a twelve inch pianist. Ah, oh, that's good. Mm. It's good. Yeah. So it's you, great. You, you got to also same thing. If you wish for a million dollars, they give you a million dollars, but that means you just robbed it from a bank. Like yeah. you, you got to know what you're Here, talking you're about. Uh, here's a million dollars, but also uh, with 17 percent interest, and you've been late on these payments <laughs> yeah. for like you 60, stole it from yeah. Pablo Escobar. Yeah. yeah. So the <laughs> no, no, the the point of genies are to fuck you over, like every yeah. time. Like don't ever trust a genie. I've done that though. I've thought many yeah. ever since. I think it was, it wasn't that movie. It was Kazam. <laughs> with Shaq. Oh. Another movie yeah. no one's seen. Bedazzled and Kazam are yes. two movies that no one's ever but, seen. But, you know, the kid would, you know, I want, mm-hmm. uh, I, I want, like, a, what do you, he wish for, like, a, a Big Macs, and it was, yeah. like, raining from yeah. the sky, you know, like, yeah. but I would always think after that, like, if I had three wishes, what would those wishes would those be? Wishes be? Yeah. And they've obviously changed over the years from then to well, now, yeah, and you're like, Kathy uh, Ireland back then to. Well, no, it was never a girl. It was never like, I want this girl. It yeah. was more like uh, something like, uh, you know, you, you wanted to be a pro athlete. Or right. It's like, uh, or I want to be rich. And then it's like, now you get older, and you're like, no, not rich, wealthy. Yeah. That's the better word. Well, well it changed from uh, Kazam to Shazam now. So. Yeah. Well, but that's what I use when I want to find a badass song that I don't know what it is. Actually, I will say, <laughs> I will say what, one time, just to prove a point, I was just like, and then my my like release anthem was Shazam. Wait, what? 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 Like oh, 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 oh! Nice, nice. I see what you're and saying. That, that works w- really very well on the podcast. Uh, uh, and then uh, and then right uh, when uh, I was like ham sandwich, uh, grabbed it, bam, 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 slap, Shazam! Nice. Hmm. Yeah. How'd that work out for you? Again, three times. <laughs> Was turned out she had a, a a hot peak streak in her hair and was a comic book fan, so that worked. Mm. She okay. liked the lightning bolt streak. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know how we got way over there. We were talking about crying, and next thing that we—that's what about happens. We were you, talking about you, you when you when you talk to men about crying, it'll end it in <laughs> it'll end in like oh, this one time I was nailing this chick and it's like chick, oh, and I was just oh, banging oh, that jam. Oh. and then I was like oh, old fashioned. <laughs> And then I cried. Yeah, and I cried. <laughs> okay, or actually, what's the weirdest thing you've ever actually said out loud during sex? I mean, because don't be wrong, I actually have quoted the C. Thrill by nope. saying Miley Cyrus. Oh. Uh, I have. Uh, I think I said, uh, no, Dad, I'm not in here. <laughs> but it wasn't my dad. Well, well, yeah, you scared me for a minute there. Yeah. I was like, is this going to be funny, or do we need to give you a hug? No, no, no. Because okay. I, I actually have said Shazam. I have no idea why that would even pop up in your head. Because it's a lightning bolt. No, I think one time I was like, "All right, this is gonna like." I was like going, but I was still like able to to put sentences together. I was like, "This is gonna be like the end of a like a Goosebumps book, where you could pick the ending. Like, how do you want it? You can you can take this chapter, you can take this chapter. Where do you want it?" And I put a Goosebumps book in front of her, and then I. <laughs> And then it didn't go how she wanted it. So I will. I will Does say. Does it ever? No. I will say one of my like most proudest climax moments was, you know, 
And then Raya's on like goes so fast. I know, right? He's like a little Oh monkey. well no, that's like the that's like the Look how fast he's moving. Yeah. You're you're this coming up you're coming up to the landing. Spider monkey. Yep. No, and then you 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 know, you pull out and so negative ghost right the pattern is full. Boom Man, you put a lot of thought into this. Man. No, I actually just came with that right now. <laughs> I I think it should just be like first down. Oh yeah, do the first down symbol? Yeah, first down. <laughs> Or maybe touchdown. Yeah, touch, if touch. you're done. Now, if it's first down, I mean, like, you still got, you know, another 20 yards ahead of you. But yeah. touchdown, I mean, like, yeah, you did it. It's that was the mistake. I yeah. said first down, and she was very well, uh, sports intuitive. And she was like, okay, so, um, all right, now it's it's uh, first and goal. So you're going to – and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I just, actually, well, she, actually no, she threw a flag actually, on the play. Yeah. No. She, she threw a flag that was holding. She yeah. threw a red challenge flag that was holding. And like, no, I gotta, the thing is that you're in the red zone, and so what you do is you pull out and you split the uprights. That's a field goal, and yeah. I don't kick field goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what would be a field goal in sex? What would be the field well, goal? No, like I said, you pull out and you split the uprights. Is that uh, is a field, is that it going down? Well, no, that's where she's on all fours, and the ass is up in the air, and you split the uprights. Yeah, I see it. You get it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. That's like a high school field goal, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that's yeah, yeah. That's not that's, yeah. That's not the NFL. Hey, I'm in. Yeah. No, I'm in. I'm. In. Hey, look, I'm in for any of it. Like it, <laughs> it's it, all good. I mean, it's one a, way or the other. Field it, goal, touchdown. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you don't want is a safety. You know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You don't want a safety or a legal procedure for that yeah. matter. Yeah, you don't want to offsides. That's not good either. I think that's all like when it's happening to you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what would be the a field goal version of sex? Like you didn't get in the end zone, but you had to kick a field goal. No, that's like a blowjob with the however the different type of finish. Actually, we're gonna edit all this shit out. <laughs> Why? That well, was great. I think some of it was good, but then you just got weird. Well, you scared me. Well, so no. I, I, I think of touchdown versus field goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think, all right. So I think a field goal would be. If you're hooking up with this chick and she made you go down on her, and that was it, like you did That's didn't a field goal. That's not a field goal. No, that's, that's a punt. Not a field goal. <laughs> you that's punt. a punt. No, it's a it's a it's a it's a field goal. You gave the ball back to her. It's a, no, it's a field goal because something happened, but you go no, back. No, you didn't score. You go back to the side. Exactly. You go back to the side and you go fuck. Like that's the halftime show. That's 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 pregame entertainment. Pun- punting would be like, punting would be like you. Something is about to happen. And nothing happens. Like the field goal, something happened for someone, but well, not for you. Well, that's what I'm saying. The other team scores. You, yeah. you punt the ball over there to her. She scored. I what guess the only, I guess I, the other way for if it's for you, it's like a, a hand job, and you're like, fuck this. Like, yeah, that's this a, okay. That would like, be a field goal. Yeah. Like I no. You got I, three points out of it. I do. I do this better. <laughs> I do this. Way move your hand. Just, just yeah. move. Your, I don't like it that direction like, anyway. Like I just, two, two point conversion, something like that. Go for two? Well, going for know. two would be after you score a touchdown and you go for two. Oh. So that would be something totally completely different. Should yeah. we be writing this down? What do you mean? Well, I think going for two would be like after you finish and, yeah. and you, you lay down and you're like, oh, there's that piece of pizza. Oh. <laughs> I, I had it there like for a reason. <laughs> no, actually, I would say going for two is after you're done, Yeah. she comes and cleans everything up. That's what I'd say going for two ones. Ooh, there's nothing like it when it's over and you lay there and she go gets the hot towel and bring it back. That's, yep. that's when you know that's the one. Damn, you get a hot towel? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I'm being treated very well in my life. Wow. That's why we're getting married. Uh-huh. She brought a hot towel. Yeah, oh, man. 
Congrats, dude. Find so, you a girl that can bring you a hot towel, fellas, and that's the one you put a ring on. So I, I think that's two-point conversion <laughs> where it's like you scored the touchdown, and now you got the whole. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah the whole thing. I, that's, that's the most sense you've made all night, for sure. <laughs> that was it. That was it. And I mean that in the best way. Like, that was, I mean, a hot towel? Like, yeah. That's what do you, like, uh, you know, I, do you just have, like, them on deck? Or? No, yeah. they go to the bathroom and bring it back. Yeah. yeah thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. You know, ain't, ain't that many left. Y'all better hurry up and get one. Get you a hot towel, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you're crying. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that's 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 what it is. Well, like I said, we're gonna dive into that one uh, another episode. Yeah. I want to dig into the whole women liking guys or wanting guys to have emotions and all that stuff. But um, but one of the things I I, I got into a situation <clears throat> and and I had a conversation with my girl, and then right when she left the house, she started texting me. Right, so she she act like you know everything was fine, blah, blah blah, and then within five minutes, when she got in the car, text, and then you see the text, and you go. Okay, this is about yep. to be an argument. Um, and so you start thinking about the do's and don'ts of an argument over text. Oh, And yeah. it's like, okay, how deep do you get into it? You don't. Do you not get into it at all? But you got, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like where's that line that you, you step on, my, that my, you cross, that you don't ab- cross? Absolute advice is that if you get it, start to get into an argument over text, say, hey, tell you what. Let's curb this. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it whenever you get home in 20 minutes, and let's figure out the basis, like the the core, like the real mm-hmm. aspect of the argument, because otherwise it's going to be like that whole uh, skit with Key and Peele. Great skit. I great, love that fucking skit, skit oh ab- my God. Ab- about the text messages where, yeah. where finally he walks into the bar with a baseball bat uh, with nails and chains on it. Yeah. He's like, we're going to fucking go. And He's like, yeah. well, no, I bought the first round, and we're all good. And well, it's like, oh. Yeah, P.O. meant one thing, and, and yeah. Key was taking it the other. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But it's one I, of my favorite skits. But, I, but on the other. That, on the that and the, the airplane, uh, Turbulence. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, those are my two oh, favorites. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one's good. But on the flip side, also, there are some people, and, and I think, you know, my, my, uh, my queen, I think she is one of those people that, and I read this in an article, they said some people like texting because they can, first of all, say the right thing. They can kind of like, <sighs> And then and then text without just blah, especially if you're very emotional about a situation. Very reactive. You, you can come out and say the wrong thing, but if they over text, yeah. they have time to kind of think about what they're going to say. So I kind of I can see where that comes from. I'm not. The, I don't like it because I don't like evidence. I don't like evidence of yeah. things I said because I'll say some things or text it. I'm like, we might be great two weeks later, and then she might start going through her phone and yeah. scrolling, and all of a sudden she'll see some things that I said two weeks ago. And it comes right back. So I don't like saying anything that's going to get me in trouble later. That's funny. My ex feels the same way. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's so the Antonio Bryant. Uh, Antonio uh, Brown, Brown. Yeah. Antonio Brown theory. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't I don't want evidence. I don't I don't want things that we're saying in a fight or an argument. I don't want that stuff coming back to me a month later. So I'd rather just have the conversation in person. Like, I, I don't. But I understand people that, you know what? Because, I mean, how many times have you, you know, you're in an argument, you go, Nah, delete, 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 delete. I'm not gonna say that. Well, that's one of the the SpongeBob memes where it's like, you know, dialogue when this conversation was happening. It's a very nice, streamlined SpongeBob, and then conversation two minutes afterwards, he's a little bit more built up. Yep. And the conversation two days after, and the guy's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You know, for the comments you're gonna have because. Yeah, they, 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 they come in, you know, a half second, five seconds, two days afterwards for sure. 
but it just kind of depends on what's best for best for that. Yeah, I I, I try to stay away from argument text texting over arguments or arguments over texts or whatever. But you do. I try. You try. I, I try. I try. Sometimes it's hard. They, they once I get out, they pull me back in. You know. But yeah, I, I think they're just just you just have to stay away from. But there was this article that talked about the seventeen things that you don't text, and number seventeen was a text that the relationship is changing. Mm. So it's kind of like one of those, uh, you know. Yeah, you can't do that. I think uh, you know we've seen you no, know, we've seen a lot of each other. Yeah, you know, I think it's time Oof. that we, you know not see each other too much. I mean, in this day and age, though, I think it's acceptable. I think that, you know, I, I think that it's acceptable to have... Th- people aren't saying that because uh, no one's seeing enough of each other because they're seeing a little bit of everyone. You know? <laughs> a little well, bit of everyone. Well, and, and, and you know what? Me, I had this conversation before about with, with my girl about the dating now. And it's like, is everybody just kind of... Dating every like is everybody dating everybody like is well I mean they they are but you kind of have to look for uh, certain ways to tell it's getting serious you know without without actually talking about it and I found an, an article that showed a few specific uh, behaviors uh, one of them is they casually refer to a future with you in it mm-hmm. so you know some of those where they're talking about hey you know go on vacation next week. Or you know, uh, oh, blah, you love blah. my dad, or like yeah, yeah. things like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, just yeah. casually refer to a future. Yeah, you know, so that's that's one of the things. That's uh, a huge one. I think yeah. that, that that's big. But I, I will tell you, this one is actually huge, 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 huge for me. Which is, uh, their full name is in my phone. So it's not like a Amanda Austin or oh, okay, a, I got you saying or a Julie Beerbarn or whatever. It's it's their full name. That that means that means that it's, it's that the, means it's good. It's like I would I, say just the first name. Be well, honest no, with you. No, I'm saying so. If girls are first and last name, my phone like that's. Yeah. Oh, I just, you you don't just put Bay. <laughs> well, it's with a heart. Yeah. It's with, it's with it's usually a first name identifier and the, and then a, a city club organization or something like that. To, plus a picture if I have one. But mm-hmm. that was a, uh, yeah. Bay double wide picture, nice. <laughs> uh, so one of the other things is, uh, okay, you know their friends. Like you've met their friends, yeah. you've mm-hmm. seen them. They might have been introduced or reciprocated or, or whatever. So that's a, a, another one of the really uh, good things. Uh, and of course, they've mentioned you to their parents. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of know if you're 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 serious or not. Uh, okay. All right. They know how to get you off. Well, I mean, that wouldn't be too hard. Field goal. No pun. <laughs> With the field goal. <laughs> no, and and and, and forty-five you know, yards out. Again, reciprocal between men and women. For sure. Like that mm-hmm. goes both ways. Like if the guy doesn't know how to get the girl off, then you know he still has to get to know her a little bit better. Uh, but one of the other ones is, uh, guys, uh, we deleted our dating profile. Yeah. So yeah. the like that should be a good sign. Yeah. These are things to show women that uh, or. or the significant other that you're interested, so you yeah. delete your dating profile. Well, do you, do you tell them that I'm deleting? Like, just to let you know, I deleted my my dating profile. I think or do you just? I think that's part of the whole determining the relationship uh, conversation. John Wayne rides in on his horse, and he's like, you know, hey, yeah, May, I deleted my Tinder, ready for it. <laughs> my Tinder is gone. I put. Your name, full name, on my horse. <laughs> I branded it on his back hawk. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that that one should be like the first step. I think like you delete dating apps. Now we're serious, or oh, do y'all do it at the same time? Because I, I mean, you know, one do it and then the other one didn't do it. Yeah, you you meet at a well and you <laughs> and you both. Just you drop your throw your profiles into the well. Drop your Tinder Bumble hinges just into the drop it in. Just drop them both in. Y'all delete yeah. each other's. Y'all hand over to each other's phone, and then you just hit delete and then delete both. Or delete and then all you go. Them. Let me see your. Let me see your work phone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. You got drop a burner. That. Yeah, let me see your burner. <laughs> yeah. Okay, lift up your pant leg under your sock. <laughs> yeah, I know you got another one. In, I know you got another. I know you got another phone in there. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, all right. So one of the things is uh, they remember little things and check in consistently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I can say, uh, one last woman that I dated, uh, I always made sure her feet were covered up with a blanket. Like, that was one of her little things for mm. dating. It's just so her it's feet didn't get cold. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. No, yeah. that's paying attention. Nah. No. Let it do that stuff. No. Something you got to do on your own. <laughs> no, but anyways, just uh, remembering the, the little things. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that's one of the things listed on here. Uh, getting through. So... If uh, you were dating somebody, uh, you would assume weekend nights are date nights. Oof. So a smart person once told me uh, his name was Jeeves, and I asked him whatever I needed, and he would say, <laughs> never assume anything yeah. ever. Don't yeah, assume. It makes Don't an assume. ass out of you and me. Yeah. He also said, never trust a big button to smile. Okay, he was wrong about that. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> he was wrong, wrong about, about that. that. Fucking yeah. Jeeves. That's why he died. Yeah. Rest in peace, Jeeves. All right, All right so so what's wrong with uh, assuming, like, if you're you oh, know, no, involved with somebody? No, there's nothing. I think that, that you you should, if you're, I mean, you know, unless unless it's, like, uh, you know, talked about, like, hey, I'm going out of town this weekend yeah. or uh, dra- whatever it is, but, like, you should assume at least a Friday or Saturday night's going to be spent doing whatever. You know, so I, so is it is it setting expectations? Is it unspoken expectations? Is it just uh, communicating well, where it's I, like, no, hey, I think you know, if we I, got to this level, yeah, I think if you're together and you and you um, you both n- if you communicate, you know, you both know you want to be with each other, you're going to say like, hey, uh, this is happening Friday. Oh, I have. Pl- what about sa-? you know what I mean? You're going to talk yeah. about so, like so it's not just going to get to Friday and you're going to be like. Okay, so what are we doing tonight? Right, like, right. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, it's like I already made plans with three whatever last week. Yeah. So it's just kind of assuming that the, the traditional date nights are, are your guys kind of thing. I, I don't think, like, every relationship I've been in, I haven't been in a lot of serious relationships. In each of those relationships, they've never had to have those kind of conversations. Like, we, we both just kind of, we were like, know. yes, this knew. is this is yeah. it. Like, we didn't ever. We didn't have to do it. We was just like a nod. It was like a yeah. We this is it. Yeah. This this is it. So, for me, I I I I never had to deal with those type of issues because like every relationship I've ever been in, I never had to go. So like, are we gonna be you know hanging out a lot, or are we gonna be hanging out just a little, or are we gonna hang out this weekend? Do I assume like we didn't, I didn't have to talk about it? It was like all right, I see you tomorrow, yeah. or or we would say, oh, I got something going on Thursday night. So you just assume, okay, well, I'll see you Friday night. You yeah. know what I mean? No, I think this is this list that he's reading is uh, is a 2019 dating for sure. Like, yeah, because this is the whole like, you know, there someone's constantly searching or like you yeah. can't post things because there's like somebody well, else. Yeah, it's, around, it's the whole so FOMO, like fear of missing out, because yeah. that uh, that kind of leads to I didn't remember ten is if you're dating somebody, if you are featured on their Instagram feed. That sounds ridiculous, 
but it is it, not. It is what it is. Yeah. It is not. It is, it is what it is. It's 2019. Like, it, dude, seriously, like when you hear like a uh, football player or athletes unfollowing the team that they're with, yeah, that's letting them that's know. A big deal. I want to get the fuck out of here. Tra- yeah. uh, you know, as soon as and we've all done this. Mm-hmm. Tell me, I'm not crazy. A girl who had a boyfriend, as soon as her profile picture would change without the boyfriend, and then you start looking and like the boyfriend's you get gone, no, you get a notification. You like you 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 know like uh, that it's over. Like you get a they, they took all like, the boyfriend pictures out. Like they're so like, scroll all the way down. Nope, nope, nope. So nope, here's, nope, here's nope, a question nope, for you: how, how would you describe a woman who never posted a photo of her and her boyfriend, fiance, significant other for almost two years? How would you describe that woman? Instagram thought. Man, so, yeah, it would be two <laughs> things. Two. One, I would describe as, an, yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. thought, like, she's, come on. Yeah. The other is the complete opposite. Like, she was, they had such a good relationship that, uh. No. Okay. So. <laughs> we okay. let him describe what he Well, thought. no, I'm just. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, yeah, sorry. you know, I, I've. <laughs> I've I've seen both. Yeah. I've seen both. I've seen I've seen the one that uh, never posts, and then you know you're like, oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen the one that never posts, and then you, you know they're in a great relationship. And I, to me, it's crazy because you know you you think like uh, I, I don't know maybe maybe it's a, a, a situation where you don't want to post because you you have a certain brand that you're going for, and right. you don't want to mess Which, with that. That yeah. works if you monetize your brand. Okay, yeah. Um, other, other is you don't want to be posting, and then it doesn't work out. Then you got to take it down yeah, and go post back, the yeah. new. It's almost like just keep it. I don't know, yeah. man. Yeah, except you've been together for almost two years. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is my Sorry, next movie. Anyways, this so is my next movie. Yeah. Actually, I have a screenplay written for a few really good stories. Uh, but moving on to the next subject, I uh, they introduce you with a label. To like friends, he's family, my like blank out where wherever. Like oh. he's my boyfriend, my mm-hmm. friend, my partner, my fiance, my husband. Like how how important is that to you? Oh, yeah, with huge. uh with your 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 partner, your date, your your person. Like going out with how you're represented. Oh, it's huge. It's the first like because when you go meet people and and because <clears throat> I will say if you don't if you go hey this is so and so and you don't say this is my you know then when you get in the car you're gonna hear like. The fuck, like you know, I'm just your friend, or just well, well, no. Are you talking from her standpoint or your standpoint, or both? Like, what, what do you? It's it, it, whoever, I mean, it's whoever felt slighted. So, do you? F- I mean, do you feel like, like if you you had a girl and she's like, um, and this is Brent. You, you want to say this is my boyfriend? You it, want you want them to say I, that? I'm the one wanting it. Like, yes. Do you? Do you? No, I'm saying, do you? Like, is that something important to you? Like, do you? Oh yeah. If you're out somewhere. Oh, for together, yeah, yeah. Or you know, I just. What about you? Been together for three years. Like, do you still think she has to like? This is my boyfriend, or this is like, or she's like, hey, this is Brent. Like, do you feel I, like you need uh, still need that title? It depends on if it's people that we that should know that. If it okay. Then again, like I, I you know, I don't know, man, because some of this we sit we sit here and we do this, and then uh, you 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 sit back and you think like. Who fucking unless yeah. unless unless you're worried that she's fucking one of those guys, exactly. right? That she was. That's where I'm going with. Well, <laughs> uh, unless unless she was, if she was, then that's where the whole. If if not, then like I don't know, like you know, like and maybe she's a career woman and she's like, this is so and so, and you know, just get over yourself. But if she was, Jared, then you know what. 
motherfucker. My advice would be don't kick field goals. Go for it on fourth down. Always on fourth? Always. 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 Sometimes you get a couple of penalties, man. You're fourth and twenty. You're in your back in your own. No, that's yeah. no, that's that's a that's a that's a man. That's a fucking that's a bitch. That's a bitch. That's a bitch of a situation that I think. Well, no, he says driving towards the fourth down. At that point, she's just used to lying on her back and spreading her legs, and I'll just get whatever I want. Hmm. She's there you tired go. of working for it. Another another text you should never do. Uh, what they said? It said a text to initiate a booty call. I. I don't know why wouldn't you do that. Well, yeah, no. What you have to? Someone's gonna initiate that. Yeah. Well, you remember? I mean, you guys remember? Remember there actually had to be a booty call. You guys remember that? Well, Back in the day, you remember had to call. Yeah. <laughs> it was a booty. It was a, it was yeah. A, it was a booty call. You literally had to get them on the phone. Now and, it's and now. Speak. Yeah. Now it's a text that just goes. You up? What's up? It used to be easier like seven, eight, nine years ago where you could send a group text without anybody knowing it was a group text. Like you could select like 20 people, say, hey, girl, what's up? And see who see who responds. And then you just see who responds. And, you know, out of 20, I had a, you know, what a seven, seven to one like answer ratio, which is, you know. Seven to one. Yeah. If you actually so say if you two, do to three, that, two, two to three. Yeah, if you do, if you do the math and that's almost 30 percent, that's like 27 <laughs> yeah. percent or something like that. Uh, you can, uh, well, I mean, 30, 30%, I mean, that, that'll get you in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's batting 300. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Hall of Fame numbers, man. That's pretty good. Um, another text message that you shouldn't send, they said a text asking for nude selfies. You, Once again, uh, how, do no. you, how do you get them? Well, no, actually, I, I will admit is that I've got a deep Rolodex of a lot of stuff, and in my mid-to-late 20s, one day, I was just having a bad day. I was having a shit day, and I just sent out a text to a couple of group, you know, listings yeah. that I had. It was like, bad day, send boobs. Bad day, send boobs. That's yeah. pretty good, actually. It, it was, worked? And it was just, it was straightforward. It was, you know, whatever. Just having a bad day, send me your boobs. <laughs> and, did it, and did it work? It worked. Nice. I mean, because I have enough, uh, you know, friends, uh, uh, ladies that were uh, trust and willing enough to, to, to do that. Uh, but uh, so we're closing out our night here at Eight Bells and our uh, commissioner of <laughs> sin here, commissioner Kurt, uh, brought over our last shot of the night. So Woo. thank you so much, Kurt, thank you. for having thank us here you. tonight. Thank you, Kurt. Take care. Cheers to everyone out Cheers. there. Cheers. Ooh. Oh. That's how you end the night. That's how you end the night. Oh, yeah. That'll that'll hit you in the chest. Whew. Damn. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, bad days send boobs. Uh, I feel like a that's gonna be the name of my next movie. Yes. Uh, B. Can I be in it? <laughs> yes, I, you I can. I already filed the trademark patent. Did you? Don't believe that shit. No, I did. So then we got to <laughs> use the pictures that you got. Well, no, that just means you have to credit me accordingly, which is all I ever asked oh, for. Oh, yeah, sure. You're you're gonna get you're gonna get. There's gonna be a, like you're I, gonna get a lot of it. Uh, field goal is gonna be involved. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I don't give a shit about money. Well, I, I take that back. I do, but ultimately, it's just really just a recognition acknowledgement. Isn't that all we want? No, so, I want money. Damn the recognition. <laughs> Pay so, me. What am I? <laughs> no, we're talking about text messages you shouldn't send. This is my favorite one. You should never text when you're impaired, angry, sad, 
or otherwise emotional or under the influence of any substance. <laughs> no, because like, so what is that first thing in the morning? I guess. Yeah, I so you know it's funny because a buddy of mine uh, said this forever ago, and I, I was like, oh, that's so genius. I don't know how you would do it, but like, if they had like some sort of app that you message through, it would have to you would have to set it. I don't know. There's it's impossible to do, but you only use this it's app a whenever you're lock. when it's, you're drunk. It's, yes, it's a crypto so lock you can set from two a.m. until right. three or yeah. four a.m. in yeah. the phone, where you have to yeah. figure out a puzzle before it'll unlock or, your phone or, or, and all that yeah. jazz. Or even that, like you just you, you put like whatever the girl is, you yeah. put her her thing use, in there. You can't use her. You, you text her. her and you think you text her that night, but and then, then you wake up in the morning instead. and then you go, "Holy shit!" Like it goes oh, back to you. So or fucking glad those didn't go through. Oh, that's pretty good. I like that. That'd be amazing. You can't text. You it's can't just like a boomerang. People. It's like boom the boomerang text. Like it just fucking like takes that text and goes, "Nope." It's like <laughs> nope. a big it's return like your big to brother. sender. It's like your big brother going like, "Nope, buddy, you're not gonna send that." I got the perfect name for it. It's the Matumbo app. Oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 not in the house of Matumbo. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. And yeah, would, Matumbo do it. And he would fucking get behind it. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, no Tumbo, no text message. Rejected. You're not sending that message. It would be great. Like you go, like you go. You know, I'm going out tonight with the buddies. You know, and there's a girl I like. From this time to this time, don't let that go through. Now, the thing is, like, you'd have to do it to where you can't reverse it because if you can reverse it, you might yeah, slip. Yeah. Because sometimes there's moments when you're drunk where you you, you outsmart your oh, yeah, drunk yeah, self. Yeah. You gotta oh, know. No, I do that all day, every day. I outsmart I myself. Just you're, period. You're an engineer, aren't you? You got an engineer. He's from mind. A&M, so. Yeah. He's naggy. I'm naggy. They're all well, weird. What, what, what's your job though? What do you do? What do you normally do aside from DJing and and all that? Like, what's your business development and finance? Got it. Yeah. Do it. Makes sense. I was a. Uh, he's my boy's wicked smart. I was uh, <laughs> competing in pre-cal when I was ten at, at the state level. Yeah, numbers guy for for a long time. I was trying to uh, figure out uh, if blue matched green. Yeah, when but I was he, 10. here's the funny thing is you, you can ask him, for as smart as I am, I'm one of the stupidest people you'll ever know. Yeah, well, it's that's just, what, it's, that's it's all about different sides of the brain. That's yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, that's all that is. Yeah. Which yep. side, you know, do you drive, are you like the, the British driver or the American <laughs> driver? Oh, well, no, just if it comes to a, a, a woman that's telling the truth, I couldn't actually even uh, know at all. That's my fault. No signs. Can't see signs. All he sees is the road. Man, no, 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 uh, curve, no, like, for, watch for falling rocks. Man, you don't see any of that. Nope. <laughs> all you see is the white line in the middle all, of the road. All I know is, hi, I'm telling you the truth. Just give me everything. Man, yeah. I'm gonna take you under my wing so hard, and Spend I got you. Wings. I got you. I got you. Because hey, I've bullshitted forever. I know bullshit. I smell bullshit. Like without even, I, I could, I could be like, my nose could be clogged, and I'll smell bullshit. I got well, you. And I got your back. Right. I mean, he's we, a bullshit whisperer. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't clog our noses people. earlier. We 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 gave that stuff up. But uh, if we go cuddle later on, we'll figure out See, as far as there uh, we go again. See, how online we are. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I F and leave. I don't <laughs> F and cuddle. <laughs> Brent, where can we find all your shit, man? Yes. So, um, so a lot of my movies are still in festivals, although I'm going to release them soon. There's just a couple of big ones I'm waiting on that they put the stigma around it to where you can't have it released. Um, but you can go to at uh, Deep Bro Films on um IG, you can go to at B Crabes. 
Uh, also, you can go to my YouTube page and my Vimeo, um, but I'm going to release them at the end of the year. They'll be all on Amazon Prime. So awesome. you'll be able to go. And I'd like to get it to like, you know, like when you go to Walmart and there's like that four, like that foursome DVD that you're like, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah. it has like. It has Friday. It has next Friday. And then it also has Lethal Weapon one and yeah. two. Yeah. And it left off three for some reason. I don't know, but it, I, three was not good. Yeah, either that, way, that, I like no. these. That was the B side. Yeah. Um, but like, I would like to do something like that. Like, if, first of all, I could, if I could put them in Walmart and they edit deal. it. Uh, Hit that Walmart. Distributors. No, I put them in Target. Target. Not not Walmart. But if I could put it on Prime and it's like one movie is like two ninety nine, or you can buy the bulk <laughs> for nine ninety nine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nine ninety nine is a good number. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, follow me at B Crabs or at D Bro Films on Instagram, and uh, you'll get updates because I'll, I, you know, I, I update pretty much every day. So uh, just follow me and um, see what's coming. We yep. have, uh, we'll, we'll have a couple of films coming uh, in the next two months. I got about four, four in the hopper that are that are gonna be good. Yeah, for sure. And as soon as you get the clips out and the promos and everything for the the films that you're doing, we'll make sure that we put them out on yeah. uh, on every platform we have. And uh, hell yeah, hell yeah. All right. Well, that is it for us. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at I'll Have a Double Podcast and on Facebook at I'll Have a Double. And you can find us at Spotify, Google, everywhere you find your podcast. That's where we'll be. Jared, my brother, it has been real. Brent, man, thanks for coming. Man, come back, man. It we got to do this. We got to do this again. I, I think we found another buddy. I think we, we're gonna go out and we, hang out. And we party have, and but I got to say that I'm the better looking widow here on the show for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna let you have that. Well, that's all I got. Did you say widow? Yeah, widow. I'm the better looking white guy on the show, but that's okay. Mm. Your your hair is part of a little bit more quaffed than mine. But give me about a week, and I'll uh, uh, as as. Uh, as Bill Murray said in Space Jam, I'm not white, I'm clear. That's a Larry Bird f- reference. It's the first f- uh, Space that Jam is quote. the first Space Jam quote on the show. I feel, I f- you know what? I feel like I haven't done my job. Actually, no, I'd like to shake this guy's hand because Space Jam. I can't believe it. One I, of my favorite all-time yeah, movies. He is, Have he you ever seen me shake another guy's hand on the other side of the stage? Uh, Hasn't no, happened. No. Space Jam. Bridged, bridged that whole thing. Hey, I just want to say you guys are awesome. I love your podcast. I've listened to it. Uh, it takes a lot Aww. to listen to. Uh, you know, it takes a lot to, to do anything these days where it's not like a famous person in your face. Yeah. Uh, and I think you guys are doing an awesome job. Uh, it helps that you guys are in Deep Ellum. I live in Deep Ellum. Uh, but I would say, man, go back and listen to their stuff. It's all, it's it's fucking great. Great conversations. Great topics. And you guys produce a hell of a show. Oh, man, I sure appreciate, appreciate that. It. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, of course. love. All right, Jared. I want to be. I'm Jared. <laughs> we will see you next <laughs> week. Holla. Holla. Hey, 18 and up next week. Is is that our 18th episode next week? Uh, I guess. But damn. Um, sure. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 18. Oh, we can redo the eggs out of the show. <laughs> I'm YB. I'm Jared. We'll see you next week. Excellent. Peace. Next week.